Act Three of the Tragedy of Hamlet, Prince of Denmark. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information and to find out how you can volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sam Stinson. Act Three, Scene One: A Room in the Castle. Enter King, Queen, Polonius, Ophelia, Rosencrantz, and Guildenstern. King. And can you, by no drift of circumstance, get from him why he puts on this confusion, grating so harshly all his days of quiet with turbulent and dangerous lunacy? Rosencrantz. He does confess he feels himself distracted, but from what cause he will by no means speak? Guildenstern. Nor do we find him forward to be sounded, but with a crafty madness keeps aloof when we would bring him on to some confession of his true state. Queen, did he receive you well? Rosencrantz, most like a gentleman. Guildenstern, but with much forcing of his disposition. Rosencrantz, niggard of question, but of our demands, most free in his reply. Queen, did you assay him to any pastime? Rosencrantz, madam, it so fell out that certain players we o'erwrought on the way, of these we told him. And there did seem in him a kind of joy to hear of it. They are about the court, and, as I think, they have already order this night to play before him. Polonius. Tis most true, and he beseeched me to entreat your majesties to hear and see the matter. King. With all my heart, and it doth much content me, to hear him so inclined. Good gentlemen, give him a further edge, and drive his purpose on to these delights. Rosencrantz, we shall, my lord. Exunt Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Sweet Gertrude, leave us too, for we have closely sent for Hamlet hither, that he, as t'were by accident, may hear affront Ophelia, her father and myself, lawful espials, will so bestow ourselves that seeing unseen we may of their encounter frankly judge and gather by him as he is behaved if it be the affliction of his love or no that thus he suffers for queen i shall obey you and for your part ophelia i do wish that your good beauties be the happy cause of hamlet's wildness so shall i hope your virtues will bring him to his wonted way again to both your honours ophelia Madam, I wish it may. Exit Queen. Polonius. Ophelia, walk you here. Gracious, so please you. We will bestow ourselves. To Ophelia. Read on this book. That show of such an exercise may color your loneliness. We are off to blame in this. Tis too much proved that with devotion's visage and pious action we do sugar o'er the devil himself. King aside. Oh, tis too true. How smart a lash that speech doth give my conscience. The harlot's cheek, beautied with plastering art, is not more ugly to the thing that helps it than is my deed to my most painted word. Oh, heavy burden. Polonius. I hear him coming. Let's withdraw, my lord. Exunt King and Polonius. Enter Hamlet. Hamlet. 
to be or not to be that is the question whether tis nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune or to take arms against a sea of troubles and by opposing end them to die to sleep no more and by sleep to say we end the heartache and the thousand natural shocks that flesh is heir to tis a consummation devoutly to be wished to die to sleep to sleep perchance to dream ay there's the rub for in that sleep of death what dreams may come when we have shuffled off this mortal coil must give us pause there's the respect that makes calamity of so long life for who would bear the whips and scorns of time the oppressor's wrong the proud man's contumely the pangs of despised love the law's delay the insolence of office and the spurns that patient merit of the unworthy takes when he himself might his quietus make with a bare bodkin who would these fardels bear to grunt and sweat under a weary life but that the dread of something after death the undiscovered country from whose born no traveller returns puzzles the will and makes us rather bear those ills we have than fly to others that we know not of thus conscience does make cowards of us all and thus the native hue of resolution is sicklied o'er with the pale cast of thought and enterprises of great pith and moment with this regard their currents turn awry and lose the name of action soft you now the fair ophelia nymph in thy origins be all my sins remembered ophelia good my lord how does your honour for this many a day hamlet i humbly thank you well 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 ophelia my lord i have remembrances of yours that i have longed longed to re-deliver i pray you now receive them hamlet no not i i never gave you aught ophelia my honoured lord you know right well you did and with them words of so sweet breath composed as made the things more rich their perfume lost take these again for to the noble mind rich gifts wax poor when givers prove unkind there my lord hamlet <laughs> are you honest ophelia my lord hamlet are you fair ophelia what means your lordship hamlet that if you be honest and fair your honesty should admit no discourse to your beauty ophelia could beauty my lord have better commerce than with honesty hamlet ay truly for the power of beauty will sooner transform honesty from what it is to a bawd than the force of honesty can translate beauty into his likeness this was sometime a paradox but now the time gives it proof i did love you once ophelia indeed my lord you made me believe so hamlet you should not have believed me 
for virtue cannot so inoculate our old stock but we shall relish of it i loved you not ophelia i was the more deceived hamlet get thee to a nunnery why wouldst thou be a breeder of sinners i am myself indifferent honest but yet i could accuse me of such things that it were better my mother had not borne me i am very proud revengeful ambitious with more offences at my beck than i have thoughts to put them in imagination to give them shape or time to act them in what should such fellows as i do crawling between earth and heaven we are errant knaves all believe none of us go thy ways to a nunnery where's your father ophelia at home my lord hamlet let the doors be shut upon him that he may play the fool nowhere but in his own house farewell ophelia oh help him you sweet heavens hamlet if thou dost marry i'll give thee this plague for thy dowry be thou as chaste as ice as pure as snow thou shalt not escape calumny get thee to a nunnery go farewell or if thou wilt needs marry marry a fool for wise men know well enough what monsters you make of them to a nunnery go and quickly too farewell ophelia oh heavenly powers restore him hamlet i have heard of your paintings too well enough god hath given you one face and you make yourselves another you jig you amble and you lisp and nickname god's creatures and make your wantonness your ignorance go to i'll know more on it it hath made me mad i say we will have no more marriages those that are married already all but one shall live the rest shall keep as they are to a nunnery go exit ophelia oh what a noble mind is here o'erthrown the courtiers scholars soldiers eye tongue sword the expectancy and rose of the fair state the glass of fashion and the mould of form the observed of all observers quite quite down an eye of ladies most deject and wretched that sucked the honey of his music vows now see that noble and most sovereign reason like sweet bells jangled out of tune and harsh that unmatched form and feature of blown youth blasted with ecstasy oh woe is me to have seen what i have seen see what i see re-enter king and polonius king love his affections do not that way tend nor what he spake though it lacked form a little was not like madness there's something in his soul o'er which his melancholy sits on brood and i do doubt the hatch and the disclose will be some danger which for to prevent i have in quick determination thus set it down he shall with speed to england for the demand of our neglected tribute haply the seas and countries different with variable objects 
shall expel this something settled matter in his heart whereon his brains still beating puts him thus from fashion of himself what think you on it polonius it shall do well but yet do i believe the origin and commencement of his grief sprung from neglected love how now ophelia you need not tell us what lord hamlet said we heard it all my lord do as you please but if you hold it fit after the play let his queen mother all alone entreat him to show his grief let her be round with him and all be placed so please you in the ear of all their conference if she find him not to england send him or confine him where your wisdom best shall think king it shall be so madness and great ones must not unwatched go exeunt scene two a hall in the castle enter hamlet and certain players hamlet speak the speech i pray you as i pronounced it to you trippingly on the tongue but if you mouth it as many of your players do i had as lief the town crier spoke my lines nor do not saw the air too much with your hand thus but use all gently for in the very torrent tempest and as i may say whirlwind of passion you must acquire and beget a temperance that may give it smoothness oh it offends me to the soul to hear a robustious periwig-pated fellow tear of passion to tatters to very rags to split the ears of the groundlings who for the most part are capable of nothing but inexplicable dumb shows and noise i would have such a fellow whipped for o'erdoing termagant it out herod's herod pray you avoid it first player i warrant your honour hamlet be not too tame neither but let your own discretion be your tutor suit the action to the word the word to the action with this special observance that you o'erstep not the modesty of nature for anything so overdone is from the purpose of playing whose end both at the first and now was and is to hold as twere the mirror up to nature to show virtue her own image scorn her own image and the very age and body of the time his form and pressure now this overdone or come tardy off though it make the unskilful laugh cannot but make the judicious grieve the censure of the which one must in your allowance or weigh a whole theatre of others oh there be players that i have seen play and heard others praise and that highly not to speak it profanely that neither having the accent of christians nor the gait of christian pagan nor man have so strutted and bellowed that i have thought some of nature's journeymen had made men and not made them well they imitated humanity so abominably first player i hope we have reformed that indifferently with us sir hamlet oh reform it altogether and let those that play your clowns speak no more than is set down for them for there be of them that will themselves laugh to set on some quantity of barren spectators to laugh too though in the meantime some necessary questions of the play be then to be considered that's villainous and shows a most 
pitiful ambition in the fool that uses it. Go, make you ready. Exit players. Enter Polonius, Rosencrantz, and Guildenstern. How now, my lord, will the king hear this piece of work? Polonius. And the queen, too, and that presently. Hamlet. Bid the players make haste. Exit Polonius. Will you two help to hasten them? Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. We will, my lord. Exit Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Hamlet. What? Ho! Horatio! And Horatio. Horatio. Here, sweet lord, at your service. Hamlet. Horatio, thou art e'en as just a man as e'er my conversation copped with all. Horatio. Oh, my dear lord. Hamlet. Nay, do not think I flatter. For what advancement may I hope from thee that no revenue hast, but thy good spirits to feed and clothe thee? Why should the poor be flattered? No, let the candied tongue lick absurd pomp, and crook the pregnant hinges of the knee, where thrift may follow fawning. Dost thou hear? Since my dear soul was mistress of her choice, and could of men distinguish, her election hath sealed thee for herself, for thou hast been as one in suffering all that suffers nothing. A man that fortune's buffets and rewards hast taken with equal thanks, and blessed are those whose blood and judgment are so well commingled that they are not a pipe for fortune's finger to sound what stop she please. Give me that man that is not passion's slave, and I will wear him in my heart's core, ay, in my heart of heart, as I do thee. Something too much of this. There is a play to-night before the king. One scene of it comes near the circumstance which I have told thee of my father's death. I prithee, when thou seest that act afoot, even with the very comment of thy soul, observe mine uncle, if his occulted guilt do not itself unkennel in one speech, it is a damned ghost that we have seen, and my imaginations are as foul as Vulcan's stithy. Give him heedful note, for I, mine eyes, will rivet to his face, and after we will both our judgments join in censure of his seeming. Horatio, well, my lord, if he steal aught the whilst this play is playing and scape detecting, I will pay the theft. Hamlet, they are coming to the play. I must be idle. Get you a place. Danish march, a flourish. Enter king, queen, Polonius, Ophelia, Rosencrantz, Guildenstern, and others. King, how fares our cousin Hamlet? Hamlet, excellent, in faith of the chameleon's dish. I eat the air promise crammed you cannot feed capons so king i have nothing with this answer hamlet these words are not mine hamlet no nor mine now my lord you played once in the university you say to polonius polonius that did i my lord and was accounted a good actor hamlet what did you enact polonius I did enact Julius Caesar. I was killed in the capital. Brutus killed me. Hamlet. It was a brute part of him to kill so capital a calf there. Be the players ready. 
Rosencrantz. Ay, my lord, they stay upon your patience. Queen. Come hither, my dear Hamlet. Sit by me. Hamlet. No, good mother, here's metal more attractive. Polonius. Oh, ho, oh, do you mark that? To the king. Hamlet. Lady, shall I lie in your lap? Lying down at Ophelia's feet. Ophelia. No, my lord. Hamlet. I mean my head upon your lap. Ophelia. Ay, my lord. Hamlet. Do you think I meant country matters? Ophelia. I think nothing, my lord. Hamlet. That's a fair thought, to lie between maids' legs. Ophelia. What is, my lord? Hamlet. Nothing. Ophelia. You are merry, my lord. Hamlet. Who, I? Ophelia. I, my lord. Hamlet. Oh, you're only jig-maker. What should a man do but be merry? For look you how cheerfully my mother looks, and my father died within two hours. Ophelia. Nay, tis twice two months, my lord. Hamlet. So long? Nay, then, let the devil wear black, for all have a suit of sables. Oh, heavens, die two month ago and not forgotten yet. Then there's hope a great man's memory may outlive his life half a year. But by her lady, he must build churches then, or else shall he suffer not thinking on with the hobby-horse, whose epitaph is, Four, O oh, four, O oh, the hobby-horse is forgot. Trumpet sound. The dumb show enters. Enter a king and a queen very lovingly. The queen embracing him and he her. She kneels and makes show of protestation unto him. He takes her up and declines his head upon her neck, lays him down upon a bank of flowers. She, seeing him asleep, leaves him. Anon comes in a fellow, takes off his crown, kisses it, pours poison in the king's ears, and exit. The queen returns, finds the king dead, and makes passionate action. The poisoner, with some three or four mutes, comes in again, seeming to lament with her. The dead body is carried away. The poisoner woos the queen with gifts. She seems loath and unwilling, a while, but in the end accepts his love. Exunt. Ophelia. What means this, my lord? Hamlet. Mary. This is Miking Maleko. It means mischief. Ophelia. Belike this show imports the argument of the play? Enter Prologue. Hamlet. We shall know by this fellow. The players cannot keep counsel. They'll tell all. Ophelia. Will he tell us what this show meant? Hamlet. Aye, or any show that you'll show him. Be not you ashamed to show. He'll not shame to tell you what it means. Ophelia, you are not, you are not. I'll mark the play. Prologue. For us and for our tragedy, here stooping to your clemency, we beg your hearing patiently. Hamlet, is this a prologue or the posy of a ring? Ophelia, tis brief, my lord. Hamlet, as woman's love. Enter a king and a queen. Player King. 
full thirty times hath phoebus cart gone round neptune's salt wash and tellus orbit ground and thirty dozen moons with borrowed sheen about the world have times twelve thirties been since love our hearts and hymen did our hands unite commutal in most sacred bands player queen so many journeys may the sun and moon make us again count o'er ere love be done but woe is me you are so sick of late so far from cheer and from your former state that i distrust you yet though i distrust discomfort you my lord it nothing must for women's fears and love holds quantity and neither aught or in extremity now what my love is proof hath made you know and as my love is sized my fear is so where love is great the littlest doubts are fear where little fears grow great great love grows there player king faith i must leave thee love and shortly too my operant powers their functions leave to do and thou shalt live in this fair world behind honoured beloved and haply one as kind for husband shalt thou player queen oh confound the rest such love must needs be treason in my breast in second husband let me be accursed none wed the second but who killed the first hamlet aside wormwood wormwood player queen the instances that second marriage move are base respects of thrift but none of love a second time i kill my husband dead when second husband kisses me in bed player king i do believe you think what now you speak but what we do determine oft we break purpose is but the slave to memory a violent birth but poor validity which now like fruit unripe sticks on the tree but fall unshaken when they mellow be most necessary tis that we forget to pay ourselves what to ourselves is debt what to ourselves in passion we propose the passion ending doth the purpose lose the violence of either grief or joy their own enactures with themselves destroy where joy most revels grief doth most lament grief joys joy grieves on slender accident this world is not for i nor tis not strange that even our loves should with our fortunes change for tis a question left us yet to prove whether love lead fortune or else fortune love the great man down you mark his favourite flies the poor advanced make friends of enemies and hitherto doth love on fortune tend for who not needs shall never lack a friend and who in want a hollow friend doth try directly seasons him his enemy but orderly to end where i begun our wills and fates do so contrary run that our devices still are overthrown our thoughts are ours their ends none of our own so think thou wilt no second husband wed but die thy thoughts when thy first lord is dead player queen nor earth to me give food nor heaven light sport and repose lock from me day and night to desperation turn my trust and hope and anchors cheer in prison be my scope each opposite that blanks the face of joy 
meet what I would have well, and it destroy, but here and hence pursue me lasting strife, if, once a widow, ever I be wife. Hamlet, if she should break it now, to Ophelia, player king, tis deeply sworn, sweet, leave me here a while, my spirits grow dull, and fain I would beguile the tedious day with sleep. Sleeps. Player Queen. Sleep rock thy brain, and never come mischance between us twain. Exit. Hamlet. Madam, how like you this play? Queen. The lady protests too much, methinks. Hamlet. Oh, but she'll keep her word. King. Have you heard the argument? Is there no offence in it? Hamlet. No, no, they do but jest, poison and jest, no offence in the world. King. What do you call the play? Hamlet. The mouse-trap. Mary, how? Tropically. This play is the image of a murder done in Vienna. Gonzago is the duke's name. His wife, Baptista, you shall see anon. Tis a knavish piece of work. But what of that? Your majesty, and we that have free souls, it touches us not. Let the gall jade wince, our withers are unwrung. Enter Lucianus. This is one Lucianus, nephew to the king. Ophelia. You are a good chorus, my lord. Hamlet. I could interpret between you and your love, if I could see the puppets dallying. Ophelia. You are keen, my lord, you are keen. Hamlet. It would cost you a groaning to take off my edge. Ophelia. Still better and worse. Hamlet. So you must take your husbands. Begin, murderer. Pox, leave thy damnable faces and begin. Come, the croaking raven doth bellow for revenge. Lucianus. Thoughts black, hands apt, drugs fit and time agreeing. Confederate season, else no creature seeing. Thou mixture rank of midnight weeds collected, With hectate's band thrice blasted, thrice infected, Thy natural magic and dire property, Unwholesome life usurp immediately, Pours the poison into the sleeper's ears. Hamlet. He poisons him in the garden for his estate. His name's Gonzago. The story is extant and written in very choice Italian. You shall see anon how the murderer gets the love of Gonzago's wife. Ophelia. The king rises. Hamlet. What? Frighted with false fire? Queen. How fares my lord? Polonius. Give o'er the play. King. Give me some light. Away. All. Lights, lights, lights. Exunt all but Hamlet and Horatio. Hamlet. Why? Let the strucken deer go weep, the heart ungalled play, for some must watch while some must sleep, so runs the world away. Would not this, sir, and a forest of feathers, if the rest of my fortunes turn Turk with me, with two provincial roses on my raised shoes, get me a fellowship and a cry of players, sir? Horatio, <laughs> half a share. Hamlet, a whole one. I. For thou dost know, O Damon dear, this realm dismantled was, of Jove himself, and now reigns here a very, very pajonk. 
Horatio. You might have rhymed. Hamlet. Oh, good Horatio, I'll take the ghost's word for a thousand pound. Didst perceive? Horatio. Very well, my lord. Hamlet. Upon the talk of the poisoning? Horatio. I did very well note him. Hamlet. Aha! Come, some music. Come, the recorders. For if the king like not the comedy, why then, be like he likes it not. Purdy, come, some music. Enter Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Guildenstern. Good, my lord, vouchsafe me a word with you. Hamlet. Sir, a whole history. Guildenstern. The king, sir. Hamlet. Ay, sir, what of him? Guildenstern. Is in his retirement marvellous distempered. Hamlet. With drink, sir? Guildenstern. No, my lord, rather with choler. Hamlet. Your wisdom should show itself more richer to signify this the doctor. For me to put him to his purgation would perhaps plunge him into far more choler. Guildenstern. Good, my lord, put your discourse into some frame, and start not so wildly from my affair. Hamlet. I am tame, sir. Pronounce. Guildenstern. The queen, your mother, in most great affliction of spirit, hath sent me to you. Hamlet. You are welcome. Guildenstern. Nay, good, my lord, this courtesy is not of the right breed. If it shall please you to make me a wholesome answer, I will do your mother's commandment. If not, your pardon and my return shall be the end of my business. Hamlet. Sir, I cannot. Guildenstern. What, my lord? Hamlet. Make you a wholesome answer. My wit's diseased. But, sir, such answer as I can make you shall command, or rather, as you say, my mother. Therefore no more, but to the matter, my mother, you say. Rosencrantz. Then thus she says, Your behavior hath struck her into amazement and admiration. Hamlet. Oh, wonderful son that can so astonish a mother! But is there no sequel at the heels of this mother's admiration? Rosencrantz. She desires to speak with you in her closet ere you go to bed. Hamlet. We shall obey. Were she ten times our mother, have you any further trade with us? Rosencrantz. My lord, you once did love me. Hamlet. And so I do still, by these pickers and stealers. Rosencrantz. Good, my lord, what is your cause of distemper? You do surely bar the door upon your own liberty if you deny your griefs to your friend. Hamlet. Sir, I lack advancement. Rosencrantz. How can that be, when you have the voice of the king himself for your succession in Denmark? Hamlet. Ay, sir, but while the grass grows, the proverb is something musty. Re-enter the players with recorders. Oh, the recorders! Let me see one to withdraw with you. Why do you go about to recover the wind of me, as if you would drive me into a toil? Guildenstern. Oh, my lord, if my duty be too bold, my love is too unmannerly. Hamlet. I do not well understand that. Will you play upon this pipe? Guildenstern. My lord, I cannot. Hamlet. I pray you. Guildenstern. Believe me, I cannot. Hamlet. I do beseech you. 
Guildenstern. I know no touch of it, my lord. Hamlet. Tis as easy as lying. Govern these vintages with your finger and thumb. Give it breath with your mouth. <sighs> and it will discourse most eloquent music. Look you, these are the stops. Guildenstern. But these cannot I command to any utterance of harmony. I have not the skill. Hamlet. Why look you now? How unworthy a thing you make of me! You would play upon me. You would seem to know my stops. You would pluck out the heart of my mystery. You would sound me from my lowest note to the top of my compass. And there is much music, excellent voice, in this little organ. Yet cannot you make it speak. Splud, do you think I am easier to be played on than a pipe? Call me what instrument you will. Though you can fret me, you cannot play upon me. Enter Polonius. God bless you, sir. Polonius. My lord, the queen would speak with you, and presently. Hamlet. Do you see yonder cloud that's almost a shape of a camel? Polonius. By the mass, and tis like a camel indeed. Hamlet. Methinks it is like a weasel. Polonius. It is back like a weasel. Hamlet. Or like a whale. Polonius. Very like a whale. Hamlet. <laughs> then will I come to my mother by and by. <sighs> they fool me to the top of my bent. I will come by and by. Polonius. I will say so. Exit. Hamlet. By and by is easily said. Exit Polonius. Leave me, friends. Exit Rosencrantz, Guildenstern, Horatio, and players. Tis now the very witching time of night, When churchyards yawn, and hell itself breathes out, Contagion to this world. Now could I drink hot blood, And do such bitter business as the day would quake to look on. Soft, now to my mother. O oh, heart, lose not thy nature. Let not ever the soul of Nero enter this firm bosom. Let me be cruel, not unnatural. I will speak daggers to her, but use none. My tongue and soul, and this be hypocrites. How in my words some of her she be shent, To give them seals never my soul consent. Exit. Scene three. A room in the castle. Enter King, Rosencrantz, and Guildenstern. King. I like him not, nor stands it safe with us to let his madness range. Therefore prepare you. I your commission will forthwith dispatch, and he to England shall along with you. The terms of our estate may not endure, hazard so near us as doth hourly grow out of his lunacies. Guildenstern. We will ourselves provide. Most holy and religious fear it is to keep those many, many bodies safe that live and feed upon your majesty. Rosencrantz. The single and peculiar life is bound with all the strength and armor of the mind to keep itself from noyance, but much more that spirit upon whose wheel depend and rest the lives of many. The cease of majesty dies not alone, 
but like a gulf doth draw what's near it with it. It is a massy wheel, fixed on the summit of the highest mount, to whose huge spokes ten thousand lesser things are mortised and adjoined, which, when it falls, each small annexment, petty consequence, attends the boisterous ruin. Never alone did the king sigh, but with a general groan. King, arm you, I pray you, to this speedy voyage, for we will fetters put upon this fear, which now goes too free-footed. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, we will haste us. Exit Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Enter Polonius. Polonius. My lord, he's going to his mother's closet. Behind the heiress I'll convey myself, to hear the process. I'll warrant she'll tax him home. And, as you said, and wisely was it said, tis meet that same more audience than a mother, since nature makes them partial, should o'erhear the speech of vantage. Fare you well, my liege. I'll call upon you ere you go to bed, and tell you what I know. King. Thanks, dear my lord. Exit Polonius. Oh, my offence is rank. It smells to heaven. It hath the primal eldest curse upon it, a brother's murder. Pray can I not, though inclination be as sharp as will, my stronger guilt defeats my strong intent. And like a man to double business bound, I stand in pause where I shall first begin, and both neglect. What if this cursed hand were thicker than itself with brother's blood? Is there not rain enough in the sweet heavens to wash it white as snow? Where too serves mercy but to confront the visage of offence? And what's in prayer but this twofold force to be forestalled ere we come to fall, or pardoned being down? Then all look up. My fault is past. But, oh, what form of prayer can serve my turn? Forgive me my foul murder! It cannot be, since I am still possessed of those effects for which I did the murder. My crown, mine own ambition, and my queen. May one be pardoned and retain the offence? In the corrupted currents of this world, offence's gilded hand may shove by justice, and oft tis seen the wicked prize itself buys out the law. But tis not so above. There is no shuffling. There the action lies in his true nature, and we ourselves compelled, even to the teeth and forehead of our faults, to give in evidence. What then? What rests? Try what repentance can. What can it not? Yet what can it, when one cannot repent? O oh, wretched state! O oh, bosom black is death! O limed soul, that struggling to be free art more engaged. Help, angels, make a say. Bow stubborn knees and heart with strings of steel. Be softest sinews of the new-born babe. All may be well. Retires and kneels. Enter Hamlet. Hamlet. Now might I do it, Pat. Now he is praying, and now I'll do it. And so he goes to heaven, and so am I revenged. That would be scanned. 
a villain kills my father and for that i his sole son do this same villain send to heaven oh this is hire and salary not revenge he took my father grossly full of bread with all his crimes broad-blown as flush as may and how his audit stands who knows save heaven but in our circumstance and course of thought tis heavy with him and am i then revenge to take him in the purging of his soul when he is fit and seasoned for his passage no up sword and know thou a more horrid hent when he is drunk asleep or in his rage or in the incestuous pleasure of his bed at gaming swearing or about some act that has no relish of salvation in it then trip him that his heels may kick at heaven and that his soul may be as damned and black as hell whereto it goes my mother stays this physic but prolongs thy sickly days exit the king rises and advances king my words fly up my thoughts remain below words without thoughts never to heaven go exit scene four another room in the castle enter queen and polonius polonius he will come straight look you lay home to him tell him his pranks have been too broad to bear with and that your grace hath screened and stood between much heat and him i'll silence me e'en here pray you be round with him hamlet within mother 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 queen i'll warrant you fear me not withdraw i hear him coming polonius goes behind the heiress enter hamlet hamlet now mother what's the matter queen hamlet thou hast thy father much offended hamlet mother you have my father much offended queen come come you answer with an idle tongue hamlet go go you question with a wicked tongue queen why how now hamlet hamlet what's the matter now queen have you forgot me hamlet no but by the rude not so you are the queen your husband's brother's wife and would it were not so you are my mother queen nay then i'll set those to you that can speak hamlet come come and sit you down you shall not budge you go not till i set you up a glass where you may see the inmost part of you queen what wilt thou do thou wilt not murder me help help ho polonius behind what ho help 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 hamlet how now a rat draws dead for a ducat dead makes a pass through the heiress polonius behind oh i am slain falls and dies queen oh me what hast thou done hamlet nay i know not is it the king draws forth polonius queen oh what a rash and bloody deed is this hamlet a bloody deed almost as bad good mother as kill a king and marry with his brother queen 
as kill a king hamlet ay lady twas my word thou wretched rash intruding fool farewell to polonius i took thee for thy better take thy fortune thou find'st to be too busy is some danger leave wringing of your hands peace sit you down and let me wring your heart for so i shall if it be made of penetrable stuff if damned custom have not brazed it so that it is proof and bulwark against sense queen what have i done that thou darest wag thy tongue in noise so rude against me hamlet such an act that blurs the grace and blush of modesty calls virtue hypocrite takes off the rose from the fair forehead of an innocent love and sets a blister there makes marriage vows as false as dicer's oaths oh such a deed as from the body of contraction plucks the very soul and sweet religion makes a rhapsody of words heaven's face doth glow yea this solidity and compound mass with tristful visage as against the doom as thought sick at the act queen ah me what act that roars so loud and thunders in the index hamlet look here upon this picture and on this the counterfeit presentment of two brothers see what a grace was seated on this brow hyperion's curls the front of jove himself an eye like mars to threaten and command a station like the herald mercury new lighted on a heaven-kissing hill a combination and a form indeed where every god did seem to set his seal to give the world assurance of a man this was your husband look you now what follows here is your husband like a mildewed ear blasting his wholesome brother have you eyes could you on this fair mountain leave to feed and batten on this moor ha have you eyes you cannot call it love for at your age the heyday and the blood is tame it's humble and waits upon the judgment and what judgment would step from this to this sense sure you have else could you not have motion but sure that sense is apoplexed for madness would not err nor sense to ecstasy was ne'er so thralled but it reserves some quantity of choice to serve in such a difference what devil wast that hath cozened you at hoodman blind eyes without feeling feeling without sight ears without hands or eyes smelling sans all or but a sickly part of one true sense could not so mope oh shame where is thy blush rebellious hell if thou canst mutin in a matron's bones to flaming youth let virtue be as wax and melt in her own fire proclaim no shame when the compulsive ardour gives the charge since frost itself as actively doth burn and reason panders will queen o hamlet speak no more thou turn'st mine eyes into my very soul and there i see such black and grain spots as will not leave their tinct hamlet nay but to live in the rank sweat of an unseemed bed stewed in corruption honeyed and making love over the nasty sty queen oh speak to me no more 
these words like daggers enter in mine ears no more sweet hamlet hamlet a murderer and a villain a slave that is not twentieth part the tithe of your precedent lord a vice of kings a cut-purse of the empire and the rule that from a shelf the precious diadem stole and put in his pocket queen no more hamlet a king of shreds and patches enter ghost save me and hover over me with your wings you heavenly guards what would your gracious figure queen alas he is mad hamlet do you not come your tardy son to chide that lapsed in time and passion lets go by the important acting of your dread command oh say ghost do not forget this visitation is but to wet thy almost blunted purpose but look amazement on thy mother sits oh step between her and her fighting soul conceit and weakest body strongest works speak to her hamlet hamlet how is it with you lady queen alas how is it with you that you do bend your eye on vacancy and with the incorporeal air do hold discourse forth at your eyes your spirits wildly peep and as the sleeping soldiers in the alarm your bedded hairs like life in excrements start up and stand an end o gentle son upon the heat and flame of thy distemper sprinkle cool patience whereon do you look hamlet on him on him look you how pale he glares his form and cause conjoined preaching to stones would make them capable do not look upon me lest with this piteous action you convert my stern effects then what i have to do will want true colour tears perchance for blood queen to whom do you speak this hamlet do you see nothing there queen nothing at all yet all that is i see hamlet nor did you nothing hear queen no nothing but ourselves hamlet why look you there look how it steals away my father in his habit as he lived look where he goes even now out at the portal exit ghost queen this is the very coinage of your brain this bodiless creation ecstasy is very cunning in hamlet ecstasy my pulse is yours doth temperately keep time and makes as healthful music it is not madness that i have uttered bring me to the test and i the matter will reword which madness would gamble from mother for love of grace lay not that flattering unction to your soul that not your trespass but my madness speaks it will but skin and film the ulcerous place whilst rank corruption mining all within infects unseen confess yourself to heaven repent what's past avoid what is to come and do not spread the compost on the weeds to make them rancor forgive me this my virtue for in the fatness of these pursy times virtue itself of vice must pardon beg yea curb and woo for leave to do him good queen o oh, hamlet thou hast cleft my heart in twain hamlet 
I'll throw away the worser part of it, and live the purer with the other half. Good night, but go not to mine uncle's bed. Assume a virtue, if you have it not. That monster custom, who all sense doth eat of habits evil, is angel yet in this, that to the use of actions fair and good he likewise gives a frock or livery that aptly is put on. Refrain to-night, and that shall lend a kind of easiness to the next abstinence. The next more easy, for use almost can change the stamp of nature, and either curb the devil or throw him out with wondrous potency. Once more, good night, and when you are desirous to be blessed, I'll blessing beg of you. For this same Lord, pointing to Polonius, I do repent. But heaven hath pleased it so to punish me with this, and this with me, that I must be their scourge and minister. I will bestow him, and will answer well the death I gave him. So again, good night. I must be cruel, only to be kind. Thus bad begins, and worse remains behind. One word more, good lady. Queen, what shall I do? Hamlet, not this, by no means, that I bid you do. Let the bloat king tempt you again to bed. Pinch wanton on your cheek. Call you his mouse, and let him for a pair of reachy kisses, or paddling in your neck with his damned fingers, make you to ravel all this matter out, that I essentially am not in madness, but mad in craft, were good you let him know for who that's but a queen fair sober wise would from a paddock from a bat a gib such dear concernings hide who would do so no and despite of sense and secrecy unpeg the basket on the house's top let the birds fly and like the famous ape to try conclusions in the basket creep and break your own neck down queen be thou assured, if words be made of breath, and breath of life, I have no life to breathe what thou hast said to me. Hamlet, I must to England, you know that. Queen, alack, I had forgot, to so concluded on. Hamlet, there's letters sealed, and my two schoolfellows, whom I will trust, as I will adders fanged, they bear the mandate. They must sweep my way and marshal me to knavery. Let it work, for tis the sport to have the engineer hoist with his own petard, and shall go hard. But I will delve one yard below their minds and blow them at the moon. Oh, tis most sweet, when in one line two crafts directly meet. This man shall set me packing. I'll lug the guts into the neighbor room. Mother, good night. Indeed, this counsellor is now most still, most secret, and most grave, who was in life a foolish, peating knave. Come, sir, to draw toward an end with you. Good night, mother. Exunt severally, Hamlet dragging out Polonius. End of Act Three.